I remember years ago, I was on a farm in Virginia up in the mountains, and this Amish guy told me, he's an old Amish guy with gray hair, gray beard, he said, Ty, only three kinds of people in the world. The first kind makes things happen. The second kind watches things happen. And the third kind wonders what happened. That's most people in the world. Most people wonder what happened to their life. You know, I live here in the middle of Hollywood Hills, and it's interesting. You're surrounded by all these people up here in the hills. These are the people that made it. But down on Sunset Boulevard, down in the heart of Hollywood, I read more people move in and out than anywhere else in the United States. People come in here for their dreams. Boom. Three months later, they can't make it as a movie star. Can't make it as a musician can't make it whatever they're dreaming they call this the city of broken dreams but not everybody has broken dreams you know it's like my next door neighbor on the right hand side katie perry on the left side cameron diaz they made it why do some people make it why have you made it sometimes and not other times that's the big million dollar question everybody wants to know why do some people get their dreams and some people don't and i was thinking uh back when i was 16 years old I asked myself that question. I was like, I don't want to be somebody who wonders what happened. I want to see if I can actively make my life happen. Like, you know, in Walden Pond, it's like you want to suck the marrow out of life, get the best out of life. So I was 16, and I was reading a book my grandpa had sent me. He said this book has a lot of answers, and it was a series of books, actually, by Will Durant. He's a famous historian, maybe the best historian of our time. And I'll never forget this fancy quote. I had to look it up because I didn't understand what it meant. But this fancy quote will help you in anything you want to do if you're trying to get something because everybody wants something. This quote says, a nation is born stoic and dies Epicurean. Now, what does that mean? Let me break it down simple. Back a long time ago, there was a Greek philosophy called Stoicism, Stoics. And they said that what you got to do in life is put away your temporary pleasure and work hard to get whatever you want to get. I'm abbreviating what they really said, but that's, they said, you know, forego temporary pleasure to get something better later. And then this other group of philosophers and followers came. That was the opposite. They were called Epicureans. And the Epicureans said, forget that, YOLO. You know, you only live once. That's not a modern phrase. I know everybody talks about it now. You know, you only live once. That's not Little Wayne or modern hip-hop. That's old school, thousands of years ago. Epicureans were saying that. They were like, get all the pleasure you can get now because you never know about tomorrow. Right? So who was right? The Stoics that said, forego pleasure now for something better later, invest in the future, or the Epicureans, which are like, take what you can get down now because you never know about tomorrow. Well, I don't know, and at this point is not a huge philosophical argument, but I will tell you this. Will Durant, when he was talking about the success of nations, the success of countries, he's right. Nations are born, founded on a whole bunch of stoic people. Think about America. People came, pilgrims, they forego all this security that they had in Europe. They came here. There was Indians. There was disease. There was crossing an ocean in a wooden boat, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. If you've ever been in the ocean, just imagine being in a little wooden boat. 
the middle of nowhere going to God knows what, right? They're foregoing temporary pleasure in the hope of something better in the future. And they come here, you know, they build their little log houses. They chop their place through the woods. Their kids die. They die. All this trial and tribulation, but building, building, building this country. In every country, not just the United States, it's the same story. A set of stoic people. Spartans, if you've ever seen that movie 300, people that are willing to, you know, they're like, punch me in the stomach so I get harder, get harder and harder and harder. Toughen up, toughen up. That's the philosophy of the Stoics. And guess what happens? Wealth comes from that attitude. And like they say, the parents make the money and the children lose the money. Why? Because the parents do it the hard way and then the kids come in and they're born into wealth, they're born into luxury, and they become Epicurean. They go, let's enjoy what we have now. Well, whatever you want in life, whatever I want in life, I could tell you this. You got on a sliding scale of getting what you want tomorrow and foregoing pleasure today versus YOLO. The more you move towards stoic, the more wealth you're likely to create, the more happiness even you're likely to create. We've all kind of been lied to. You know, it looks like probably, I was just reading Martin Seligman's book this morning, Authentic Happiness. Looks like the science is in. And we must find a balance. Of course, you got to have some temporary pleasure. But think about the world we live in now. we got modern electricity. We have you know, all the food we want. Most of the world was starving half the time in past history. Now we got refrigerators full of food. We've got phones. We've got email. We can connect. When my grandma came to this country, she left uh, Germany in 19, I think, 36 or 37. She got on a boat. She didn't see her family again for 10 years. She could write them letters, but there was like she was tough. My grandma was tough. She came here on a risk. That's stoic. She was, you know, like toughened up and said, I'm investing in the future. Thank God she did. Because when my grandma was on the boat to the United States, war wrote, broke out. Hitler invaded Poland and the world went to war. And a good bit of my family that stayed in Germany were killed, killed in the war one way or another, whether it's through bombings or you know, in, in the army, some of them. And so my grandma was a stoic. She put up, my grandma's an interesting story. She actually met Adolf Hitler before he was fully in power. She met him. She said her friend, Melita Meshman, there's actually a book. My grandma was in the New Yorker recently. My grandma said, die, I'm 96. And I finally became famous. I got in the New Yorker. But anyway, this article talks about my grandma's best friend became Hitler youth. My grandma wasn't, and she said, hey, Marianne, you got to come meet this amazing guy, Adolf Hitler. And my grandma went to this little small meeting, and Adolf Hitler was there, and she said, right away, I knew this guy was insane, and I knew I had to get out of this country. And she told her family, let's get out of Germany. But, of course, she was young. My grandma was 18, 19, 20 years old, right? And so uh, they wouldn't come. So my grandma was a stoic. She She toughened up and said, well, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I want to go to the United States where I think it's safe. And she did. She got on a boat. And literally, you know, her brother then got killed in the war. Her 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 family got imprisoned. Like all this horrible stuff. And my grandma had the foresight because she was stoic and she was willing to forego pleasure now for investing in the future. If you read, I got a great book by Warren Buffett. Um, it's a little 
Warren Buffett's handy book of investing. And and the basic, what what does he say? He says investing is foregoing temporary pleasure for something even better in the future. So for you to get what you want, you got to toughen up a little bit. We've all gotten weak. Me too. We've gotten weak in the modern world. Luxuries are making us weak. You know, my mom says, hey, Ty, you know what you should do sometimes? Go camping. Get away from luxury. You know, camp for a while. Do something tough. Walk somewhere. Leave your car. You know, walk two miles. Try it. What's the downside? There's no downside. And now the interesting thing is we used to think scientifically that doing this was hard and it would make you unhappy so you'd have to temporarily. But they're actually finding now that you actually get happier too when you push yourself and and tough enough. Now am I saying you should never enjoy temporary pleasure? No. But I'm saying in the modern world we got too much. We're fat. Not just figuratively but literally. We're fat. Go Go a day without eating. I'm not talking about a fast. I'm talking about just to toughen yourself up. Now, obviously, don't take this too extreme and create you know, health problems for yourself. But I'm saying everybody, every one of us will be fine if we skip a meal. <laughs> every one of us will be fine if we go out camping for a weekend and rough it. Rough it. you got to harden up because a nation is born stoic and dies epicurean. You don't want to die epicurean. Your dream, let's say your dream is grow a business to $10 million. You're going to have to toughen up to get it. I, I spent a good bit of time at one point in my life in New Zealand, six months there. Hardest thing I've ever done. I learned to shear sheep. It's a horrible job. <laughs> like I've done everything hard. That's the hardest thing I've ever done. I've milked cows by hand and live with the almond. Every, I mean, milking cows by hand is incredibly hard. Uh, I, I'm, but shearing sheep is 10 times harder. So I did that for like three, four months. And these sheep shears, they wake up at four in the morning they get to the job site at five in the morning they sit there with shears and you got to pick up the sheep these are 200 pound 150 pound sheep pick them up wrestle them shear them put them down they do that all day you do a run it's called 50 minute run you do out of an hour you take a 10 minute break you work non-stop for 50 minutes put the sheep down they do that till lunch you do seven runs then you do it in the afternoon then these guys would go out and party all night and sleep two hours and back to it day in day out five six days a week and whenever you'd complain these new zealanders would look at you and go harden up mate harden up they'd punch you in the shoulder hard i mean these were a tough bunch of people and so my advice to people come to me all the time they're like ty I'm here in Hollywood or I'm somewhere in what and I'm not getting what I want. And I'm like, well, toughen up, man. Do it harder. Work harder. Cut a little luxury from your life. You'll be okay. We now know with science, like Martin Seligman, the professor says, you'll actually be happier. So not only do you get what you want more, whatever that is, everyone listening to this has something else different that they want. Some want wealth, some want love, some want health, some want happiness. Whatever your thing is, you got to be a little bit like the Stoics. You have to be willing to forego quote-unquote temporary pleasure. It's not even temporary, but you got to, it'll seem like it. You know, do you think, it's interesting. In my life, I've been around a lot of people. Who's the happiest people that I've been around? The Amish. I spent two and a half years with them. It's very interesting. Uh, Jared Diamond, the Pulitzer Prize winning author and UCLA professor, says in his book, Guns, Germ, and Steel, that the Amish have five times less depression, five times happier 
than the people in the modern world. But it doesn't make sense, right? The Amish don't have electricity. They live a, a harder life in terms of, you know, you got to walk and milk the cow. There's no grocery store. But they're five times happier, you think, that all of us in the modern world would learn from that. I'm not suggesting you have to become Amish, but I'm saying the principle applies. To get what you want, it's not always what you think. To get happiness, it's not always me, 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 me. Mother Teresa says the same thing. There's a book about her, and, and uh, she basically says, everybody's unhappy. That's because people are trying to get happiness the wrong way. And it's the same for everything. If you want to have a better body, forget the four-hour body. Forget that. I'm not saying it's there's not a good book. I did read it, Tim Ferriss. But... The principle's backwards. You don't want that. You want to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger, where it's like pain or gain. He had rewired his mind to be stoic. He's like, I love doing reps and sets. I love it. The burn feels exciting to me. He had All of us have the potential to rewire our brain to be a little more stoic. I'm not saying you got to become Arnold Schwarzenegger and lift 500 pounds and all that. That's not what I'm saying. My point is you can learn the principle. The principle is toughen up a little bit. It's okay. You'll be happier. And if you're trying to get a better body, you'll get it. Remember, there's that saying that I love. If you are in a room and you don't know who the sucker is, you're the sucker. What does that mean? Simple. If you're buying a health book and you don't know who the sucker is, you are. If you're buying a book that says you hardly have to work out two minutes a day and you'll be in great shape. That's not true. That's Epicurean. That's, oh, I don't want to do anything because I'm too weak. Remember what the New Zealanders say. Toughen up. You'll be fine. You'll be happier. You'll be richer. You'll be healthier. You'll have more people in love with you, and you'll be in love with more people. You'll have everything you want. That's what I don't understand. Why have I been tricked into this, oh, YOLO, you only live once? Well, I realize now why. Because it's the media trying to sell us something. They sell us records. What record or book is more likely to sell? A book like what I'm talking about? Instead of four-hour body where you, they just say you only got to work out four hours a week to be healthy? I'll say, no, you got to work out more. They've even found that two hours a day at a gym doesn't offset eight hours of sitting down. So four-hour work week is false. I mean, there's some truth to it, but it's not true. That if you are living a horrible lifestyle physically, that you can offset it with four hours a week. It's been disproven. But he's, it's a book. They're selling you something. It Don't be the sucker and believe it. You don't ever want to be the sucker. Right? YOLO, that's a song. They're trying to sell you their hip-hop records. They're trying to sell you something. They want your money. You think Lil Wayne and Rihanna care about you? No, they want your money so they can be rich and buy whatever it is they buy. Same with, and again, I'm not saying there was bad people. I'm not. Don't take this at all. I'm saying Tim Ferriss is a bad guy. No, I'm not. I get it. It's his marketing hook. I get it. Lil Wayne, they're not bad people. They might be way better people than me. What I'm saying is the principle still applies. Don't be a sucker. YOLO's for suckers. Four-hour bodies for suckers. You got to do something with your life. Do something exciting. What Martin Seligman says is true happiness. You know who has probably had true happiness? LeBron James and Michael Jordan, the basketball players. Because when they push themselves with their, what they call the signature strength, 
I like to call it their superpower. What's Michael Jordan's superpower? He was good at basketball. What was he doing every day? Playing basketball. Did it come easy to him? Could he easily win the championship? No. He had to focus every day on his signature strength. Practice every day. Kobe Bryant works out 8-10 hours a day working out. And when he does that and works his hardest, he succeeds. That is called authentic happiness. And if you can do it within the structure of helping the world, right, then you move to an even higher level of happiness. I believe the basketball players are probably on level two happiness, right? Level three is when you're like Martin Luther King Jr., where his strength was, let's say, speaking and leading people. And he was doing that every day and pushing himself, and it didn't come easy, but he succeeded when he pushed himself because you got to have some success, Right, It's not enough to just be stoic and always fail. He pushed himself, pushed himself, succeeded, okay? And once he succeeded from there, he was also participating in the social. I'm reading a great book I got. Annette gave me for my birthday called Social. Amazing book. This Harvard, uh, I forget the, his, his name right now. You can look it up. It's Social. It's a Harvard uh, professor. And he talks about what we're finding about the brain is fascinating. That our unique state the most common state of the brain is to be thinking about social things. Do people like us? Do I like this person? How am I getting along with my husband, my wife, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, my friend, my business partner? That's the natural state. That's why Facebook, if Facebook was a religion, it'd be the third largest religion after Christianity and Islam. It's growing that fast because it's a social site. So what you got to do in life is you use, and it's not just toughening up. You use the toughening up to get into a position where you're doing your key superpower, even if you have to quit your job today. If you're not working in something that utilizes your superpower, maybe you don't have to quit today, but you got to work towards getting out of what you're doing. Sometimes you can do it immediately today, and sometimes you can't. you got responsibilities. I get it. But move towards every day, spending most of your day in your signature strength. You'll be happier, wealthier. Everything you want will come that, from that. But it's going to take some stoicism, a little bit of ability. Again, stoicism means toughening up, not taking the easy route, foregoing something fun today. You know, maybe you don't go out to eat today so you could save money for something better tomorrow. You'll be okay. You know, you could eat better at home. Like We're all too soft, me included. Do some things every day that are when you get to the elevator, do not take the elevator, take the stairs, rewire your brain to be tougher. You know, for some of you in here, take a martial arts class. Nothing wrong with a little combat. You know, I know some of you don't want to get a busted up nose and look like a boxer. I get it, but it's okay to do a little bit of light guy or girl listening. It's okay to have a little bit. A little bit of jujitsu, a little wrestling. Maybe you do it, you know, you do it safe, but it's okay. It's okay to get some bruises in life. Bruises and scars, as long as they're not too bad, are like Nietzsche said. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And within reason, some things, I, I don't know if I completely agree with Nietzsche. You can break your legs in a horrible way and you'll never walk right. And I don't know if that makes you stronger. So you don't want to take this too extreme. Build up. That's why, as we've talked about in the past, take cold showers. Every morning, I turn the shower at least one, two, or three times to really cold. And I stand under it as long as I can because it's hardening me up. Life is going to throw you hard blows. Like Charlie Munger says. Life will throw you incredibly devastating blows. You'll lose a loved one. You'll lose a brother. You'll lose a sister. You'll lose a child. That will come. That's part of the human experience. It's horrible, but it's true. You will be injured. 
Someone will betray you. That's your close friend. A business that you start will fail. A business partner will steal money from you. If you are too soft, you won't make it. If you're too Epicurean, if you're too much of a partier, you won't make it. You won't get what you want. Like I said, these people down in Hollywood that I see every day that aren't making it, most of them aren't tough enough. You got to have a little toughness. And of course, you need a balance. You do need some downtime, but not nearly as much as you think you need. Remember, who's trying to sell you on the idea that you got to go on a vacation all the time? The airline companies, the resort companies, the cruise lines, they're going to tell you you have to do this. Because you're the sucker if you listen to them. Don't be the sucker. Ask yourself the question, what happens if I just go on a vacation every day by going down to the park for free and playing basketball or jogging? Who says you need that, right? Again, it's a balance, but I'm having this talk in such a stern way because I'm saying, I'm reminding myself. This is a reminder to myself. Don't be a sucker, Don't fall for the marketing that you have to have the most designer clothes and lots of them. Who says that? You think what makes a woman or a man beautiful is having 50 pairs of shoes? You think that? How about exercising, eating right? You know? It's funny. Charlie Munger says his wife hates this saying. I'm sorry, uh, Sam Walton. I think his wife says she hates this saying. It's You can't polish a turd. A turd is always a turd. So if your life sucks, don't try to vacation out of it. Fix your life. If your body sucks, don't try to wear more makeup and get fancier clothes. You can't cover it up. It's obvious to everybody what you look like. Now, everybody's not going to be a supermodel. Everybody's not going to be a billionaire. But like John Wooden says, do the best with what you have. Everybody has a capacity. Max out your capacity. Don't fall for the marketing. I'm telling you. People don't have your best interests at heart. Do Invest your money in educational stuff. You know, take a class at UCLA or USC or some college. Spend your money on that. One, you'll get smarter. It's a better investment of money in things that will get you smarter. Two, you'll meet better quality friends. Three, you know, maybe you'll fall in love with somebody you meet there. So it's like a triple win-win situation. There's a saying called Pareto efficiency. It's a fancy word for this economist whose last name was Pareto. And he said, always look for the win-win situation. A Pareto inefficiency is what most of us fall for. That's where one person wins and the other person loses. Think about it. So much of life. McDonald's, they're going to trick you into thinking that eating there is awesome because it's a win for them when you give them your 10 bucks for crappy food, right? That poisons you and it's a lose for you. You lose. So it's a Pareto inefficiency. Everybody walking into a McDonald's and look, again, within reason, once every three years, I'm starving and I'm in the middle of nowhere and there's a McDonald's and I eat eat McDonald's, okay? I'm not like a religious fanatic about anti-McDonald's, but I'm not a sucker. McDonald's doesn't get rich off me. I don't live my life. I've probably gone five years without eating there, right? Don't be a sucker for everything that there is. I'm talking fashion. I'm talking music. Why listen to music all day? You know, music is a drug. Steven Pinker, the great linguist, the evolutionary biologist, he talks about music is like auditory cheesecake. 
our brains were designed to tune into certain noises and rhythms, okay? Right? And there's nothing wrong with music. Don't get me wrong. But to the extent that people listen to it nonstop at work, they have music all day in the car, music all day, jogging, music. You're being sold something that it's it's too much. Harden up a little bit. Turn the music off. You don't need it all the time. Think. That's what stoic people do. You want to be a person who watches things happen and wonders what happens? Or do you want your life to be someone who you say, I'm somebody who made it happen? You can make it happen. I'm telling you, every day I'm excited to see people that have been underestimated by the rest of the world who make it. That's the story. That can be your story. People underestimate you. You may underestimate yourself, but you'll have to deserve it. And the way you can deserve it is very simple. Toughen up a little bit. Toughen up a little bit. Do something outwardly. Take the stairs instead of the elevator. Next time you're going uh, to a hotel on a resort, go camping in the middle of the woods. Do it a little tougher, just a tent. You'll be happy. Have a fireplace. Bring a few friends. Do something tough. Next time you were going to uh, drive your car to the to the store, walk. Buy your groceries and carry them back. It'll make you stronger, happier. Next time you were going to listen to music, turn the radio off. And think or listen to a book. Next time you're going to spend your money on a vacation, spend the money on going to a seminar somewhere. Toughen up. You'll be happier. Trust me. Don't buy the lies. People are trying to sell you stuff. And in a world, you and I see between two to 7,000 advertisements a day from the media. They're trying to get something from you. You don't want a Pareto inefficiency where they win, they take your money, and you lose. There's nothing wrong with buying things, but make sure it's a win-win. Make sure for the dollar you spend, you get at least a dollar's worth of value. When you spend $5 at McDonald's, you get zero value. It gets negative. So don't put your money there. That's a Pareto inefficiency. All right? I hope this has been helpful. It's very, very important that everybody understand You must, you must, you must harden up so that you can get what you want. The world's underestimated most of us. Even those of you listening in who have a lot, still underestimated. You still underestimate yourself. And to get what you want, remember, be a little more stoic. Be a little tougher. Sleep uh, on the floor sometimes. Don't sleep on a nice mattress. Just try it one one day. You know, if you have back problems, (laughs) maybe don't do it, but... Try it. It won't kill you. Take a nap on something a little tougher. Take a little boxing class. Sprint. When it comes to money, don't go, I'm going to go two weeks without spending any money on anything. I'm just going to come home. I'm going to read books and I'm going to not party with any friends, not do all those things that I normally would do. I'm going to see how long I can go. Test yourself. I read a story of a guy who tested himself how long he could go without sleep. 11 days he went as a, as a, as a high school student as an experiment. The interesting thing is because he didn't do it very often, it was just a one-time thing, they said there was no adverse effects, right? Joel Salatin used to tell me, a person can do anything as long as it's not forever. Again, I'm not suggesting you go without sleep as a habit in life, but as an occasional once in a while thing to toughen up. The Native American Indians, all of their uh, warriors would start out by doing what? They'd have to go out into the middle of nowhere with just their horse, sometimes with no food and water, so they'd have to fast, and they would say, 
that you have to stay awake too. So they would stay awake for days, but they would get, they called it their vision quest. And on that vision quest, when they were toughening themselves up, they believed that they received a vision of what they should do with their lives. And that's how they got their name. And, you know, great Indians, great Native Americans, this was their method of creating, um, vision and purpose for their life to get what they want. It started with foregoing some pleasures. So make sure, again, I could talk for a long time about the benefits of, you know, recreation and pleasure and some luxury. You don't always want to be foregoing sleep or always foregoing food. It can be be very harmful to you. This talk, that's for another talk though. This talk that I'm talking about right now is for you to remember the other side of the scale. Everyone's been selling us luxury since we were born. We're born in the modern world full of luxury. Everybody's selling us that. I'm offsetting that by showing you the other end. Always live that balanced life. Some luxury, some stoic, some toughening up. Okay? I hope that's been helpful. Uh, make sure you tune in for these other uh, the other tips and uh, stay strong. Let me ask you one thing, if you could do me a favor. On this page here, leave me a comment on one thing you can do very specifically, okay? Specific thing that you can do to toughen up a little bit. Could be as simple as skip lunch tomorrow. Now, for those of you who already don't eat regularly, that doesn't count. <laughs> if you're already doing it, you know, it's probably healthier for you to eat. But uh going to forego a vacation you thought you need. Going to not go out this Saturday. Going to take money you would have spent on something you don't really need and going to spend on something. What is it? Going to take a martial art class. Going to take the elevator uh, stairs instead of the elevator. Put a comment on something that you think you've gotten weak at, that you've gotten soft, that you need to toughen up, and some one practical thing that you think would solve that. So leave me a comment. I will talk to you soon. Stay strong.